Praise the Lord. Okay, this evening we are um, learning about thriving in holy solitude and silence. Praise the Lord. Um, we're going to read Psalm chapter 23, verses 1 to 3. And um, this reminds me of a pastor's um, second message that taught about God is more than enough to meet our spiritual needs. You know? Um, so let's read. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. It makes me lie down in green pastures. It leads me beside quiet waters. It refreshes my soul. It guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Praise the Lord. So he, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. God always wants to lead us beside still waters. You know, um, from, from general, since the beginning of the year, actually, we've been reading a lot in the devotionals about, you know, hearing from God, recognizing um, God's voice, how God speaks to us, and it's been really, really amazing. So what is solitude? So today we're going to talk about solitude. What is solitude? So, solitude means, you know, being alone right? And um, you can be alone for so many reasons and for so many, you know, things. But um, we are going to focus today on holy solitude. Everybody, can we say together, holy solitude and silence. Amen. So being alone, solitude in God's presence is crucial to the well-being of our soul. And I'm emphasizing holy solitude so we don't think it's just being alone by ourselves. Prayer is a dialogue and it is not a monologue. And it's always, it's always a time for us to communicate with our Heavenly Father back and forth. If you say you love somebody, you always want to talk to the person. And then if you say somebody is your father, you know, you always like to, you want to um, talk to the person, share your experiences or learn from the person or hear from the person. You want to follow the person's advice, you know. You don't, you don't just go to the person's presence every time and then you go blah, 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 and you're done. And then you don't wait for the person to talk back to you. So prayer is supposed to be a dialogue between us and God and not a monologue. And it shouldn't always be, you know, an opportunity for us to just give God our, you know, shopping list. This is what I need. This is what I want. You know, sometimes it, it's okay and it's all right for us to just dwell in God's presence. We are not asking for anything. You know, you don't really want anything. You just want to stay in his presence. You just want to enjoy, you know, being in his presence. You know, for, for those of us that um, are married and have gone through courtship, and for those who are currently in courtship, you know, if you're in love with somebody, you just want to, you know, hear from the person every time. You just want to be in the person's presence. Sometimes for, for nothing. You know, you just finish talking to the person and then the phone rings again two minutes or three minutes later and then you just want, you, you, you just pretend, oh, I forgot what I wanted to say. Of course, you just wanted to hear the person's voice. You know, so sometimes our relationship with God should be like that. We just want to dwell, you know, in his presence. We just want to love him. Praise the Lord. And I wrote here that solitude can also come in the form of a prayer retreat. Now, um, silence and solitude is something that we can practice on a daily basis, you know, 
on a daily basis when we pray and um, you're done with your prayer and you just want to be quiet, you just want to be still. You know, there's a song that says, be still, I know that the Lord is God. You just want to be still in his presence. You just want to know that he's God. You know, you're just lying down there or you're just on your knees or, you know, you're just um, face down, you know, in his presence. You just want to be, you know, to just experience, you know, his greatness. So it's not, um, and sometimes we can experience that when we have a prayer retreat. When I say prayer retreat, what do we, what do I really mean? Sometimes it's okay for us to say, I want to take a day off work this month. Why? Because I just want to spend time in God's presence. Or sometimes you say, I want to day, take a day off work this week because I just want to spend time in God's presence. We're going to dwell more on that later. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So study and discussion questions. Why solitude and silence? Why? Mark one thirty-five. Before they break the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. So Jesus practiced it. And we are children of Jesus and we are lovers of Jesus. He's everything to us. So if somebody's everything to us, we should learn from, from him. And you know, like, um, okay, we're starting the um, book of Ephesians. And I remember Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 saying that we should be imitators of God as their children. And you know, in our culture, there's something they say about, ah, this boy is doing so well. He's so smart. He's so sharp. In fact, he's, he's the father's real son. He's the authentic son of the father. In Yoruba, we say, Omo Babai, you know. And then sometimes people pray and say, we, we don't want an Omo Mamai or we want an Omo Babai, you know. So I just want to encourage us this morning. Ephesians 5.1 actually says that we should be imitators of Christ Jesus. And if Mark 1.35 says that Jesus would wake up early in the morning and go to an isolated place to pray. It's just by himself, a very quiet place, you know, to say to be in the presence of God. Then we should do it. We should do it as often as we can do it. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk 2.1. I will climb up to my watchtower. And stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how it will answer my complaint. Praise the Lord. So that's Habakkuk saying it would, it would go up to his watchtower and stand at his guard post. You know, what does a watchman do? You know, th- thank God in Nigeria it's not something that is aching to us. Um, it's something that is aching to us actually. So we, we are very familiar, well acquainted with, well acquainted with what um, a watchman does you know they just sit down there and they are watching they are looking and they are paying attention if the boss if the boss calls then they are ready to heed the call of the boss you know to do this to do that open the gates you know don't do this listen to instructions and follow and that was what um habakkuk practiced you know just staying there and waiting you know to hear what god would say Okay, so why is um, solitude good for us? You know, number one, it's a sign of hunger. Now we are filling in the gap. It's a sign of hunger for him. You know, we're just loving him. We're, you know, revering in him. Praise the Lord. 
This is our year of freedom. Amen. GFH rejoice. Freedom. Praise the Lord. It is our year of freedom. And you know, we, we just have to learn, you know, to just dwell in his presence, you know. And then we, we're going to discover that a lot of things that we are actually struggling with. We really don't need to struggle with them. Or a lot of things are actually taking our time. We don't need to take our time anymore, you know. When we spend time in God's presence and we have accuracy of direction, you know, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here it says it's a sign of hunger for him. You just, you know, you just want to spend time in his presence. Habakkuk 2.20. Can we, can we read that? But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. So it's a good thing, you know. You're just being silent before him for nothing. You're not even expecting to hear from him. You're not expecting to, um, you know, dump your shopping list on him. You know, you just want to enjoy being in his presence. Number two, we are filling in the gap. Restoration. Recharging. Psalm 23. We've read that as part of our intro. It says he refreshes my soul. The shepherd, you know, refreshes the soul of the sheep. And then Isaiah 40 31 says, they that wait upon the Lord. I'm sure we're very, very much acquainted with that um, scripture. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, they shall mount up their wings as, as eagles. Run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. And um, one of pastor's quotes during the um, God is more than enough. God is more than enough to meet our spiritual needs series. It, say, it says, and I would like us to fill in the gap, trying to function when you are out of unction makes you, I would like somebody to complete that for me. Thank you. We are good students. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We are good students. So we can remember um, Pastor's Code and it is so apt. Makes you malfo- malfunction. May we not malfunction in the name of Jesus. Number three. It gives us direction. You know, when there's a strong need to hear from God. And um, I'm so, there have been a lot of testimonies with regards to, you know, the devotionals. And um, testimonies keep, um, you know, emerging from, you know, the um, um, study of the devotionals. I remember somewhere on Sunday afternoon, I was somewhere, Pastor Moya was there with some um, two other women, and we were talking, and we went on and on and on about how, you know, the um, the devotional has been so much of a blessing, and um, thank God for the devotional, and thank God for his son. So when there's a strong need to hear from God, it is said of Martin Luther that the busier he became, the more time he spent in prayer, praise the Lord, and I've learned that too. Sometimes when I have so many things to do and I am so confused and I don't know, okay, what should I do first or which one should I do? And then I have a long to-do list. Maybe I have like, without exaggeration, maybe I have like 40 or 45 things on my to-do, you know. And I'm like, God, how am I going to, you know, do this? That's, that's when I just, sometimes out of being really overwhelmed with everything I have to do, I just put everything to one side and I just get on my feet, and you know, I just get on my knees rather, and pray to God, and God never disappoints, honestly, God never ever fails, and he will always give direction, and at the end of the day, you'll discover that some of those things that in fact you planned to do, 
you really, you really don't have to do them, you know. Or there's another way you can do it that will save you a lot of time. So we should learn from that. Um, number four, we are filling in the gap. Intercession. You never even know to pray for some folks until you are praying. I remember last week, um, okay, there's, there's, there's something I do. I take a day off work every week just to spend the time in God's presence. And I remember last week when I was, um, I was just praying, praying in tongues. And somebody just came into my mind from nowhere. I would never, ever have thought of that person, you know, in my widest imagination. And God wanted me to pray for the person. So I just went on and on, you know, speaking in tongues. And, you know, that's why it's so sweet to be able to, you know, pray in the Spirit, speak in tongues. And I'm, I'm trusting the Lord that if there's anyone here today who is not able to, you know, pray in the Spirit, speak in tongues, that the, that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And very soon, you will share your testimony in the name of Jesus. You know, so I just, you know, went and went on and on and on and prayed for the person. I didn't even know what I was, you know, praying for. So it helps to pray and intercede. Then number five, clarity. Especially when you have lost your peace concerning an issue. You know, I was reading devotional today and it was, it was really funny to me when pastor was saying, okay, somebody would come and say, oh, uh, God, God told me this about you and things like that. Okay, if, if, if God told you this about me, I was probably sleeping, you know, because God has not confirmed it. If God told you this about me, have you spent time, you know, in prayers for me? Have you spent like three, four, five hours praying for me? You know, sometimes in the process of trying to, to gossip or just spread rumors, we, we go on to God, um, I saw this or God said this. Praise the Lord. May we always be led by the Holy Spirit. And so when, when something like that comes, you know, you, as a child of God, you can go back to God and get clarity from God. I remember the story of... Um, I think it was Cornelius, you know, and um, the, God showed um, Peter, gave Peter a vision, and at the same time gave Cornelius a vision too, you know. God had spoken to Peter and had spoken to Cornelius, so it wasn't like, oh, um, God asked me to send these people to you to come, and it wasn't like Peter was like, okay, but God has not told me anything. So God is not a God of confusion, he's a God of peace. And as children of God, we, we always... We have a lot to benefit when we spend time, you know, just relishing his presence. Then you become more like him, number six. Number six says you become more like him. To say that prayer changes things is not as close to the truth as saying prayers, prayer changes me and then I change things. Praise the Lord. I remember early in our marriage, you know, when um, um, we would have um, issues, and then I would pray and say, okay, God, please change my husband. God, change my husband. This one, that one. And I would go, and I would be praying so seriously until the Holy Spirit ministered to me that you yourself, you need to change. So, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord. So then I turned my prayer to, okay, God, please change me. God, please change me, you know. Praise the Lord. So prayer, prayer changes us. And then we, are, we, in return, are able to change things. Praise the Lord. Please, there's a, there's a graphic I would like us to see. Um, the CMM, can I have the first um, graphic, please? Yes.
Yeah, it was actually supposed to have um, come up earlier on. So it's saying that solitude is where one discovers one is not alone. Praise the Lord. So when you spend time in God's presence, then that is when you discover that you are not alone. Irrespective of whatever it is you're going through, then you discover that you are not alone, actually. You know, sometimes we feel so lonely. Sometimes we feel so overwhelmed. You know, in spite of so many friends all around us, in, fa- in spite of so many friends on Facebook, so many friends on WhatsApp, you know, we still feel lonely. But then, when you get down with God in prayers, then you realize that you are not alone. God is with you. Amen. Number seven, your countenance will be, will be radiant. You are joyful. Experiencing, now fill in the gap, please. Experiencing satisfaction even during adversity. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Even though the fig trees, I, I love this scripture. It's actually one of my best scriptures. And it says, even though the fig trees have, have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the, wine, on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. It makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Praise the Lord. So what is, what, what is it exactly that can give you, you know, such um, satisfaction in the midst of everything that is going on around, in the midst of everything that is going on in Nigeria today? What is, what, what is it that can make you so joyful? Definitely it's the presence of the Most High God. Amen. What else can make us experience this kind of satisfaction and bold assurance and admit adversity? Can I have the next um, graphic, please? And it says, it is only alone, truly alone, that one bursts forth apart and springs forth. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we can, we can take it away. It is only alone. When you're alone with God, you know, that is when you can spring forth. And um, part, part of um, um, the God, enough, God is More Than Enough series that Pastor preached, he said something like, when you go down, you know, when you go down on your new knees, go down in prayer, go, go down bowing to the, to the shepherd, you can only come up in glory. Amen. We can only come up in glory. Amen. Even in your health, you know, your health will greatly improve. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Amen. Number nine, you are making your vessel available to him for use. Acts 4, 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as as men who had been with Jesus. Praise the Lord. So you're making your vessel available to him. You don't know when God is going to, you know, want to speak to you. You're in a particular place and God wants to talk to you. The Holy Spirit wants 
to use you to minister to somebody. But then if you, if you have not sharpened your, your armor, you know, if you are not sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, then how are you going to hear? You know, if, if you don't hear, how are you going to be able to minister to those God wants you to minister to? This, 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 this disciples, God used them and they were able to sense that, you know, these this people must definitely have been with the Most High God. They must have been with Jesus. Amen. And then number 10, it is necessary for spiritual growth. A seed grows with no sound, but a tree falls with huge noise. Destruction has noise, but creation is silent. There's power in silence. So I want to encourage us to grow silently and cultivate silence. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture that says that in quietness and confidence shall your strength be. Amen. Okay, so we, we go on to the practical part of it. I just want us to um, be very practical about this um, solitude thing that we're talking about. You know, let's, um, let's put it into practice. Let's look for practical ways in which you can actually practice you know, silence and solitude before God. Number one, we have to be deliberate. We just have to be deliberate about it. Saying no to some things. And I'm going to ask us some questions. So here, we're going to do some, um, a bit of interactive. And I'm going to be asking us um, some questions. How can you be deliberate, you know, about making out time to just stay in the presence of God, to just relish being in his presence. How can you say no to some things? Or what are some things? Let me, ask, let me rephrase the question. What are some things that we should actually say no to? Can we pass the mic? Okay, Sumba has something to say. Okay, and then Amaka. Social media. Pardon? Social media. Social media. Like Thank Instagram, you. Instagram, Facebook, you know. Thank you. Let's say no sometimes. Let there be like a balance. And what? I said, um, let there be a balance of some sort. You know, have a certain time. Don't just, because it can be addictive. Praise God. Thank you. Social media. So Reverend Kole said on Sunday that um, some of us should seize some phones. <laughs> okay, that reminds that reminds me of, okay, um, one of the ministers was like saying, telling something to the wife. So I was like, okay, what are you saying? And he now said, he was telling the wife that, um, um, I'm jealous of your phone, you know, I'm jealous of your phone. So my husband was like saying, okay, what did you say? And um, I told him. So my husband went to tell him that I am also jealous of my wife's phone. Praise the Lord. <laughs> May our husbands not be jealous of our phones. Ah, it's not that bad now. Praise the Lord. And you know, the, 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 the wife now said something. My, my Bible is on my phone. I spend, I spend time on my phone. Sometimes it's, I'm, when I spend time on my phone, I'm with my Bible. And sometimes it seems like I'm just chatting away or, you know, busy with this, um, um, social media and things like that. And I, I quite understand because sometimes... I'm with my phone too. I'm with my phone for two, three hours and I'm studying. I'm using my Bible. But what I discovered 
was that, you know, sometimes when you're using the phone, some messages will drop, and then you will see the message at the top. And then before I was, you know, I'm like, I'm a strong woman. You know, this thing cannot distract me in the name of Jesus. So I keep on, but after a while, I started getting distracted. So I had to go to the setting of my phone to remove all those notifications that come in when you're reading the Bible and, you know, things like that. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us. We will be deliberate about it and and we will triumph and prevail in Jesus' name. Amen. So what are some other things that, um, okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think for me, I, I set a time, a particular time of the day. And so no, no matter what I'm doing at that time, that's my time to spend with God. And I don't, um, I try not to mess with it. Praise God. Thank you. Any other contributions? Okay, we have a hand in front. Um, some outings, as in it's not everywhere you should go. So some outings you should say no to. Praise God. Thank you. Some outings. Thank you. Sometimes you can decide that today I'm not watching TV. You know, I'm not wasting my time watching um, home video. I'm, I'm actually not a TV person. I can go without, I can go, I can go for weeks, for months without putting on the TV. You know, I, I, I remember one time when my husband traveled. Okay, there's a program we just like to watch together. But when it's not there, I don't enjoy it. And that's the truth. So, but when it's there and he's watching it, you know, the crime channel, and then I just sit beside him and we just watch it together. So, that period, the children were still at home. And they traveled for about two weeks. The first week, the TV was not on at all. And you know, when the TV is not on and my husband is not at home to take my attention away from the children, that homework, they must do it immediately. In fact, they must do extra exercises because I don't have time for any other thing. I just have time for them. Then my son started asking, when did you say that is coming back? That was when they wanted to talk to daddy on the phone. Daddy, we are missing you. We want you to be home quickly. When did you say that is coming back? Praise God. So, um, social media. And, and what, what I recently started doing is when I'm studying my Bible on my phone, I just switch off my, my data. You know, there's no point. I just switch off my data. And um, God is glorified. Amen. Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. So when it says devote yourself to prayer, you know, you're devoted to it, you're committed to it. You are blocking out that particular time, you know, of the day. You are blocking out that particular time of the week. You know, nothing, nothing happens. Like, not, nothing, no appointments or nothing can come, you know, that will supersede or, you know, or that will take that time away, you know, from you. And, um... Initially, when I, when I first started, you know, taking a day off work every week, it was a, it was a lot of struggle. It was, it, it was a big struggle for me. That's when the devil would come with some juicy appointments or some meetings and things like that. And until, you know, I made up my mind that this particular day of the week, nothing, no meeting, nothing is going to be scheduled, you know, for that particular day. And now I am just so used to it. Praise God. Okay, then another thing, why committing to and from work? How practical is this in Lagos? Committing, commuting to work, to and fro. 
you know, how practical is this? How can we, you know, sometimes, you know, because there's a lot of distractions outside right now. We, we, right now, the world is very, very noisy. If it's not the TV, it's our phone, you know, if it's not the phone, it's, um, it's the music. There are so many things, you know, that tend to distract us. And um, if we are not care- care- very careful, we're going to get carried away, you know, by these things. So sometimes, you know, when you're in the car, you can actually practice solitude in the car. You know, you're just quiet. It's just you and God in the car. No radio, you know, no music. You just, or sometimes you're just worshiping silently. Praise the Lord. And you're looking out to hear, you know, what God has to, to tell you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, okay, I, I, I wrote this. If your house is packed with kids, finding solitude and silence is tough, but that's still not an excuse. If there's something that I'm always very thankful for my husband for is, you know, when, when I'm observing my quiet time, from, from the time that the children were very, very young, you know, and we've learned to do that for, for each other. So if he knows I'm praying, there's no way we allow the children to come into the room. That, that, he guides it jealously, you know, and I tend to do the same thing for him, that, you know, your dad is praying, you can't disturb him. And then the children have grown up to, to appreciate that. Praise the Lord. So it's, not, it's, it's still not an excuse. What are, I want us to, what are some, some practical ways that, um, okay, I, I, I would like to read the story of um, Susanna Wesley, you know, that um, Pastor puts in one of the... Um, um, in the devotional, one of the days in January, and um, about this woman with nine children. Can you imagine? If I, when I read it, I laughed. It was so funny to me. Nine children. Her famous sons, John and Charles Wesley, remember that to practice solitude, she would throw her apron over her head. Her children would grow silent immediately, you know, because they knew she was praying. Praise the Lord. That is somebody with nine children. Then I'm like, Lamide, you don't have nine children, so there's no excuse at all. Praise the Lord. So we can always get, um, there, there are a lot of practical ways, you know, when you have children in the house. Um, and I would like to hear from you. Apart from draping, it's not all of us that will be bold enough to just drape the apron over our head. And then the children just go, boom, like soldiers, silent immediately. You know, so what are other practical ways? I just want to hear from us. Any hand? Okay, there's a hand here. Thank you, Ma. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What I does was that um, when we were in um, <laughs> Face Me and Face You building, um, I will just lock the door of the room. We are in a room and the parlor then. I will lock the door of the room, the inner room, so the children will just be playing in the in the, they don't call it city room then, they call it parlor. <laughs> the children will be in the parlor, they will just be playing. They knew mommy is praying. Now that they are older, and we are, God has helped us a lot. I have my own separate room. Praise God. If I want to pray, I lock the door of my room. I lock the top, and I'll be praying. Even my husband will come and start knocking and knocking. 
ah, ah, ah. You stayed in place of prayer too long. Ah, why are you disturbing God? <laughs> so I locked it off my room. That is what I do. And I won't answer anybody. Praise God. Thank you. Thank God. Thank God, I'm sure we all know that we don't disturb God. He relishes it. You know, he loves us to, to be in his presence. What you can do is arrange a play date, you know. And you can actually do that if you have... Um, okay, we have another hand at the back. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. As a nursing mom to a four-month-old baby, it is quite a task. So what I do is when I'm nursing, I take a few minutes to just pray. Sometimes I just speak in tongues, you know, very quietly, not even to disturb her and all that, but it works. And then again, you know, I ensure that um, most of the lines are worship songs. I only sing worship songs to my baby, you know, so I take, it it doubles for me as calming her and then me worshiping God. That's all. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That's very creative. Thank God. So, um, so for nursing mothers, you heard, there's no excuse. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, um, Pastor Buki has something to say. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is not conventional. One of the things I do is, um, when I want to have a quiet time, there's a way that I put a duvet on the floor. And when they come into the room, they're like, okay, mommy, are you praying? And I've noticed that if I say yes, sometimes they join me. Mm. And even though they're not saying anything, mm. they're just lying down there. And I'm journaling, and the worship is on. So sometimes we can actually let them in, mm. and they get used to the presence of God yeah. in that way. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. I was going to share something similar to <laughs> what you just said. Okay. It's supposed to be further down, but I can as well. Um, um, shared. I remember there was a time, um, and it was just three, and um, I hadn't had a tiny tolu at then, and then we traveled, and we're in an apartment with um, some other um, women, about three women, and then I was in my room praying, and then it would come in, you know, sometimes it would come in, kneel down beside me and pray and try to copy me as I speak in tongues, you know, and so Doing that on a regular basis, he actually started speaking tongues. He was speaking my tongues. <laughs> I remember talking to Pastor about it. The Pastor was like, you know what, just let him be. <laughs> After a while, as he grows into it, you know, the Holy Spirit will give him his own. And then my, my, my friends came and they were like, oh, wow. Let me do that. And he's actually, it's not, it's just, it was just going to be four in um, February, right? And he's actually not four yet, and he's already speaking in tongues, you know. They were looking for, they knew I was praying, but they were looking for him. So they just came into the room and then saw him kneeling down beside me, and he was just, <laughs> praise the Lord. So actually, yeah, sometimes just let them in. Let them join you. As long as they've understood the fact that they shouldn't disturb you. It's either you are for me, if you are not for me, then just, you know, just leave the room. If you are not going to join me in praying, praise the Lord. So we can actually arrange a play date with a fellow Christian sister, you know, and say, you know what, why don't you babysit my children for me for two hours? And then maybe you alternate it. And then next time, the other person will babysit for you because you just want to have that time of quiet, you know, of peace, of silence, 
you know, with your maker. Sometimes as a young mom, it can be really overwhelming taking care of the children, school run, cooking, a lot of things. And you need to just get away, you know, once in a while for your strength to be renewed. Praise the Lord. Okay, I have some graphics. I would like, I would like, I would like CMM to please put up of ideas. Okay, so we have one. That's um, um, solitude ideas. Pastor said something about it. Um, he always, you know, um, going on a prayer walk. Sometimes you just go on a prayer walk in a very quiet, or sometimes you just go to the park, sit down, you know, and um, you are communing with your God. And if it's the beach you want to do, praise the Lord. So um, God will help us as we make all these efforts in the name of Jesus. Okay. Note, don't expect to hear from God all the time. God is not a chatterbox. So we are filling in the gap. Don't expect to hear from him all the time. He is not a chatterbox. Sometimes he's silent. Don't let it discourage you. He's working things out for your good. Amen. Genesis 46, 2-4. I'd like us to read that. During the night, God spoke to him, that's to Israel, to Jacob, in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, replied, and Jacob replied, I am God, the God of your father. The voice said, do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make your family into a great nation. I'll go with you down to Egypt, and I'll bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. You know, um, I was reading the, the, the Bible one day, and then I got to that part. I was reading from, from Genesis, from the beginning, Genesis um, chapter 1. And then, all the while, you know, Joseph was, in, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And this man, Jacob, was mourning the son, mourning the son. And you know that if you follow the, the, the Bible really well from Genesis, you would realize that in those days, God was really, really speaking to them. He was really, really speaking to me. He was always telling them this, you know, communing with them. You know, like, I will commune with a friend. And so, but all the while, when the brothers told a lie that um, um, he had been killed, he had been mauled, or all sorts of stories, Jacob believed them, right? And he kept on mourning. But God knew. God saw. God knew everything that was going on. So when I got to that particular part, and I said, ah, ah. so God, you could speak. <laughs> Why didn't you speak all along to the poor old man, you know? It was just morning and morning and morning. And then when it was now time for him to go to Egypt to go and meet the son, and he was confused, he wasn't sure whether to believe the brothers, you know, or not. And God spoke. You see, God is such an awesome God. Sometimes when he doesn't speak, he's still working things out for our good. Do you, do, do you think if God had told um, Jacob that uh, Joseph is in Egypt, oh, do you think he would just have waited and saying, oh, it's destiny. He's a child of destiny. He will become the you know, number two person in Egypt. You know, no. I won't as a parent sit down. You know, and I know my child is somewhere and I'm looking for that child and I will sit and say, oh, he's a child of destiny. God will bring him to fulfill. So God just had to keep quiet for his own good. Praise the Lord. So there are times God will keep quiet. Praise God. There are times God will keep quiet and it will be for our own good. 
Then I was reading devotion, the devotion um, um, when pastor was saying that sometimes God speaks through silence. You know, and he shared his experience when he was at the filling station. There was fuel scarcity. And then there was a long queue. And there was another filling station on the opposite side. You know, the queue seemed longer, but, you know. And so I was like, oh, God, should I stay here or should I go? Well, God did not answer him. And that's when God didn't answer, then he knew that God wanted him to use his common sense. You know, even though this queue seems a bit shorter, but they are very, very slow. That one seems, you know, a bit longer, but they are very, very fast. So he just decided, you know, that he was going to go to the other place. And he went to buy fuel at the other filling station. He bought the fuel, and on his way back, the guy he was behind was, was still there, and the filling station had shut down for the day, and they said they were not selling fuel anymore. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we should learn to be sensitive to, to, to the spirit of the living God. And sometimes when God is silent, it's not a time for you to say, okay, no, you want to leave his presence out of annoyance that I've been asking you to talk, talk, talk to me. You are not talking to me, you know. Just stay there. You know, like God said, like, like Pastor said in the devotional, that, you know, sometimes, you know, if um, your, your, your father is, is, is mad at you, is not happy with you, you know, you just want to stay there and know why he's not happy with you. You know, you just want, you don't, you don't want to leave the place. Why he's not talking to you? Praise the Lord. So sometimes we don't hear his voice, but he's working out. He's working all things for our good. Amen. And I want to encourage us on a regular basis when we pray. You know, when you're done, when you think you're done praying, just stay there. When you start, one minute may be long, you know. Staying still for one minute, like, you know, you just, you just want to be quiet. You just want to be still, you know, and hear his voice. Sometimes 60 seconds, you know. <laughs> you're there for 60 seconds and it seems like you've been, you've been still for 10 minutes, you know. Praise the Lord. So start with one minute. The next day, migrate to two minutes. The next week, migrate to five minutes. Praise the Lord. So um, when you fall asleep, dust it off and continue. God is still God. <laughs> um, you wake up and you wake up. Don't, don't, even, don't even regret, you know, anything. Several times I remember when I'm having my, when I'm having my prayer retreats. You know, sometimes I'm just like, oh God, I am so so energetic today, praise the Lord, I'm spending the next two hours, I'm going to speak in tongues, this one, that one, and then all of a sudden, I discovered that I dozed off, and I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh no, for a whole 20 minutes, let me day, you know, out of one hour, <laughs> praise the Lord, but then I move on, you know, and then I'm like, okay, God, you will use it for my good, I've dozed off, I'm not likely to doze off again, unless, uh, there's, uh, unless I've been beaten by a SSF fly, <laughs> praise the Lord. So dust it up, wake up, and continue. Don't even feel bad. Don't feel any regrets, you know. It happens once in a while. But God will always be glorified. This is our heart. And there are times, the times will come when we spend, you know, three, four, five hours in his presence, you know, and it will seem like, you know, 30 minutes. When your mind wanders, then you realign. There's a saying that you can't stop a bird from um, flying over your head. But you can actually stop it from building a, um, building a nest on your head. And um, there's something I, I always do. Okay, it seems like I have, because I just want us to be very practical about this um, solitude and um, prayer retreat thing. So I, I came with um, quite a number of, there are about um, four journals that I have here. 
And all these journals have different purposes. Now, this, is, this one is a funny one. This is the Journal of Wonders. Wonders as in W-A-N-D-E-R-S, not W-O-N. So, when, when I, I discovered that <laughs> when I sat down to start praying, the first few minutes, it is a struggle. My mind is just going this way, north, south, west, east. Oh, this is what I should do. I should do this one. I should do that one. And then I will say, Holy Spirit, please remind me. Holy Spirit, please remind me when I'm done praying. But at the, at the end of the day, my mind is still there. And I'm like, I don't want to. So, so what do I do? You know, Pastor gave this tip in the... And it is very, very practical. I just... So, every time when I want to start praying, this is the first book I use. Anything that comes to my mind... I just dump it there. Brain dump. Boom. I just dump it. Dump sometimes five items, sometimes ten items. By the time I'm done dumping everything, and then my mind is just free, you know. So this is my book of wonders. W-A-N-D-E-R-S. Praise the Lord. And so when you wonder, when your mind wonders, you know, realign yourself. And, and keep praying. Keep praying. Don't let it stop you. If it's something that, 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 that keeps recurring and is disturbing, just write it down. Something you don't want to forget to do. You know, just write it down and move on. Amen. It must be planned. Now, I'm, I'm talking about if you're planning, like, um, um, you're planning like a prayer retreat and you want to spend time. Normally, when, when, when you have a prayer retreat, what are the things that you, you would normally do? Let's have suggestions like... You're saying, God, I'm staying off work today. Or I want to stay off work once a month. You know, to just have a retreat. You know, at home. It could be at home. It could be some people go to places. I always, you know, just stay at home. And um, what are the practical things that we can do? I want to hear from us. You know, when you say you're taking a day off work, which means the eight hours that you're supposed to spend at work, then you are choosing to spend those eight hours in God's presence. And for, for, for women who are housewives, we have to be very, very careful. Because if you are not careful, if you don't plan it, you end up baking, <laughs> you end up cooking, you end up cleaning, you know, praise the Lord. So that's why we have to plan it. We must plan it. So what are the things, you know, that we can inculcate or we can imbibe? And can become part of our um, regular prayer retreats. Suggestions. Okay, Pastor Nina. Please, can you give her the mic? Praise God. Hallelujah. I think um, one of the first things is to make sure you can, you know, have a fast. You know, because when you're at home, you want to cook, you want to, you know, but mm. if you're fasting, Thank you. Yeah. you avoid the kitchen, you mm. actually focus yeah, yeah. and do what you have to do. That's a very good one. Thank you. Yes, your mind is, you know that the, you know that the kitchen is not, um, is a no-go area, you know until maybe you decide to make dinner. Praise the Lord. Fasting. So you plan it. So you, you trust God that I'm going on a prayer retreat and I'm going to be, you know, fasting. Praise the Lord. And so um, some, of the things, some of the things I do, I am still learning. 
by the grace of God. And um, um, I just want to share um, my own um, experience. You know, when I take um, a prayer retreat and I choose to spend, and I make up, I plan it. I'm like, okay, I'm up by 6 a.m. or I'm up by 6.30 a.m., you know, from 6.30 to um, to 8 a.m., I do this. And something that has really helped me is the SoundCloud, is um, um, true worshipers on SoundCloud. You know, I just put it on and then keep worshiping. Let's put our hands together for the choir. They are really, 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 really awesome. And, you know, while, while, while listening to SoundCloud, I just hear Tosa commanding me, put your hands together, or, you know, um, for Jesus. Hey, at last, at last, praise the Lord. <laughs> So, um, SoundCloud, I usually would start with SoundCloud and I enjoy and just relish the worship. And you know, there's this guy that I've been listening to. Um, what's his name again? That came to um, the minister, Rock of Ages. Cobbins, yes, thank you. So, I've been, you know, just enjoying, you know, him on a regular basis. I, I, would, I would encourage you to just download the SoundCloud, you know, on your phone and just listen to um, the choir, they are really, really awesome. The worship is fantastic. You know, I always send the worship to my, to, to some other groups, to my families, and they are like, oh, wow, you guys are really enjoying in your church. So we thank, we thank God for the choir, and we thank God for what God is doing in our midst. So then, I have my hymn book. I enjoy my hymns. So by the time I sing five or six hymns, you know, then, um, I have this, it's my journal, and I, I, I journal every, once a week, every time I have, you know, my prayer retreat. Another thing I do is, you know, during um, um, periods when we do the fast, when we have like the God will do it again, and then we're waiting on God, and then God has spoken some things and you don't want to forget, I just write everything down in my journal, and then some experiences you have during those periods. And then I write them down. Then I go back one or two years. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, you just stand in awe of God. You just give God all the thanks. Because it's so easy for us to forget, you know, all these things. And this one I actually use for my prayer request, you know. So I use for prayer requests, how I want to pray, how I want the prayer to go, you know. Pray, people that I'm praying for. And this one is something I, I put together, I think, over a, a period of a year. When, you know, I, I hear people praise, and then they praise God, and I'm like, oh, I really would like to praise you like that. And so there was a time I decided, you know what, I'm going to study the Bible from Genesis to Revelation just for one reason. You know, I just want to know all the names of God in the Bible. I want to know all the names that people call you. So I, 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 I took this book, and from Genesis to Revelation, everything I wrote here, I got from the Bible directly from myself of, you know, how people praised God, you know, things that David called, names that David called God, and then Job as well, some deep praises of God. And they all helped me, you know, in my quiet time. Praise the Lord. So it's just a suggestion. I hope it blesses somebody or helps somebody. Praise the Lord. So by the time you are done, you know, doing all this, you're worshiping, um, um, normally I would start with worship, then speak in tongues for a while, then maybe take a tea break if I'm not fasting. If I'm fasting, then I'm on my own. Then um, I would usually um, study the Bible. Pa Pastor has been talking about collaborative Bible study. 
You know, that's, that is the only day of the week I have the time to read a particular chapter of the Bible like four or five times. Sometimes I read it like six times, you know, because I want a deep understanding of that particular, you know, chapter of the, of the Bible. So it helps with collaborative Bible study. And um, that's when I do, um, I read motivational, motivational books, inspirational books, you know, Christian literatures. You know, I read other books, but when I'm having the prayer retreat, I don't, um, I don't um, read other books. I only, you know, read um, Christian literatures. Amen. So by the time, by the time you're, you know, you're done with all that, and then everything just sort of at the end of the day cascade, you know, into, into his glory, and then you get to a point in your prayer where you know that. You know, sometimes when, when, when you're praying and you know that you've hit heaven, you know it. Do you agree with me? Praise the Lord. Yeah, sometimes when you're praying and then you know that you've hit heaven, you know it. So at the beginning of the prayer, your mind, your mind may be running, you know, riots, north, south, west, and east, but to get to a particular point that you know that God has taken absolute control and you're just, you know, in his presence. Amen. So we have to plan it. We have to plan it. And then it's a time to listen to past messages as well, you know. Listen to um, past messages and they come so fresh. Praise the Lord. Then my next point is go with journals. Okay, I already said that. Go with journals, pens, and highlighters. Habakkuk 2, 2 to 3. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that the runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely, it will surely take place. It will, not be, it will not be delayed. Amen. So even the Bible encourages us to write. You know, when we're in God's presence, we've been encouraged to write. So if you're questioning, okay, why should I be, you know, I'm saying that I'm praying, so why should I be writing? God encourages us to, to write and then write the vision so that you won't forget. Keep a journal of God's faithfulness. Meditation is the next one. Feel free to ponder over a Bible passage, a, a Bible passage repeatedly until you are sorted in deep understanding. Yeah, we talked about that meditation, going over a particular scripture over and over again and waiting, you know, for the Holy Spirit to minister to you and give you a deep understanding. And then it helps with your collaborative Bible study. You've spent time on the scripture. You have um, a different understanding of, on, of the scripture and you think it can, you have a friend that this scripture can bless, you know, the, 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 the understanding that the Holy Spirit has given to you. Then you share it with a friend and then your friend comes back as well with, um, how the Holy Spirit has also ministered to her. Praise the Lord. So be still, be quiet, be silent. One minute waiting may seem long, but we practice, it gets better. I'm trusting God as we practice, you know, with time, we are there for 30 minutes. I'm not saying 30 minutes of, you know, praying and asking for your requests and things like that. Just being still, you know, just being still before God. Like when you, when you get to that point that you know that the Holy Spirit has taken absolute control and then your mind is not even wandering anymore. You are completely focused on God. You are completely focused on his throne of grace. Just remain still there and just enjoy, enjoy that, 
that time because you are just relishing, you know, and enjoying and, you know, living in his presence. And his presence always comes with, you know, blessings, with joy. Sometimes you are so joyful, you go out, you are so joyful and people don't really understand why you are joyful. You know, sometimes some, some, some things have happened to you, some family, some family members know about it. But then you are still joyful and they wonder, why is he still so joyful? Why is she still so, you know, joyful? But with time, they will know that it's a, it's a joy of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and the God, and the God um, for whom um, you're rejoicing. We turn around the testimony. We turn around your story for a testimony in the name of Jesus. And his name alone will be glorified. So I want to encourage us that it is a gradual process. Now, um, the last point says, you may feel drained physically, but rejoice because you are rising in glory. Amen. Daniel 10, 7 to 9. Daniel tells me, so if you see this. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Daniel was um, actually in the presence of God. So sometimes when you're in the presence of God, you're spending the whole day, you know, um, praying, um, trying to concentrate and be silent, you know. Sometimes it can, be, it can drain us, you know, physically. But the truth is, but the truth is when you rise up, you rise up in glory. Joy comes, strength comes in his presence, there's fullness of joy, and at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I, I will share um, a quick um, story. I remember when I was going to start um, um, some kind of fitness class, and I wanted an encouragement. So I said I was going to get um, um, a personal trainer. So when I was talking to her, she was saying, oh, one hour, you know, every day. And I was thinking, mm, oh, one hour every day. She'll be surprised, though, that I would do two hours, you know, every day. Um, I will be paying this, this amount of money, and I'll be doing just one hour every day. No. Uh, so, but when the first day when she came, by the time it was 20 minutes, I was looking at the time, every time. I was like, it's not yet one hour. So when, when we had spent 45 minutes, I said, it's okay. You know, <laughs> we can continue tomorrow. So I had to share my story with her. You know that that day when you were talking to her, I was like, uh-uh, just one hour a day. I can do two hours. You know, I was like, no, no, it's okay. You know, and so there were times, you know, during, during the aerobics that, that I would feel like, I don't think I'll be able to go to work today after this aerobics. And she will tell me, you will. The energy will come. You will. You know, and then it's so funny. Somebody gave me a CD of um, worship songs. I never listened to it until we started. And it was just on the table. I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity. So every time we're having the aerobics, the worship was playing at the background. And the first song was um, Jehovah is mighty. Jehovah is a mighty God, you know, with all the energy. And then I go, Jehovah is a mighty God. 
And then he gave to a particular stage. It's so interesting because we would laugh at it as, as in God prepared this CD for me. It will get to a stage that the song would not say, my hope is in you. At that point, I am tired. <laughs> and my hope is actually in Christ Jesus. My hope is in you. And I'm beginning to look at the time. And then the next song after one now says, only you can do what no man can. <laughs> and I'm like, Holy Spirit, yes, you have to help me. I can't even do this anymore. You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. So, you know, it gets to that stage, you know, it's like, um, you know, um, being silent before God as well. When you're, you're starting, you're like with a lot of energy, you know, and then you're worshiping something, you're worshiping so loudly, you're so, you know. But at the point, you know, it gets to a part that it will now cascade, you know, everything will now cascade onto his glory. And his name alone will be glorified. Amen. I'm going to read this. Um, author Ruth Halliburton tells of hitting a difficult time in her busy life. And a wise person told her, Ruth, you are like a jar of river water, all shaking up. What you need is to sit still long enough that the sediment can settle and the water can become clear. Praise the Lord. And the waters of our lives will become clear as we spend time in God's presence. Amen. I would like to um, finish with a story. Please, can we have the, the watch story? A farmer discovered that he had lost his watch in the barn. It was no ordinary watch because it had sentimental value for him. After searching high and low among the hay for a long while, he gave up and enlisted the help of a group of children playing outside the barn. He promised them that the person who finds it would be rewarded. Hearing this, hearing this, the children hurried inside the barn went through and around the entire stack of hay, but could not find the watch. Just when the farmer was about to give up looking for his watch, a little boy went up to him and asked to be given another chance. The farmer looked at him and thought, why not? After all, this kid looks sincere enough. So the farmer sent the little boy back in the barn. After a while, the boy came out with the watch in his hand. The farmer was both happy and surprised, and so he asked the boy how he succeeded where the rest had failed. The boy replied, I did not, nothing, but sat on the ground and listened. In the silence, I heard the ticking of the watch and just looked for it in that direction. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage us that a peaceful mind can think better. A peaceful mind can be easily led of the Holy Spirit. And God needs a peaceful mind, you know, for the expansion of his kingdom here on earth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can I have the graphic to close the, um, today's teaching and we take questions and answers. Um, questions, right? It says, time spent in holy solitude can silence the noisy world ever at work in our minds. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the hearing of his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's put our hands together for for the Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm going to be taking questions. If you have questions, are there any questions from what we've heard today? Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you because we will trade with your word and we'll profit with it. And your name alone will be glorified. 
In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh,